continuation of the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, Jesus said to the Pharisees, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hireling, who is not a shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches and scatters the sheep. But the hireling flees because he is a hireling and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know mine, and mine know me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for my sheep. <clears throat> and other sheep I have that are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, <clears throat> and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. The <clears throat> Holy Spirit come by means of the public intercession of the Mary, the well-beloved spouse, and the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, is Good Shepherd Sunday. Jesus tells us that he is the Good Shepherd and calls us his sheep by name. And his sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. <clears throat> In the sheepfold, the shepherds usually gather their, their sheep of their own flocks into the sheepfold. In the morning, they call them out because the sheep know who their shepherd is. They recognize his voice will follow the shepherd. We must be those sheep who recognize the voice of Christ and follow him. <clears throat> Elsewhere, Jesus says that he is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. That's our gospel today we heard. Jesus is the good shepherd, but he is also, paradoxically, besides being the good shepherd, he's also the lamb. As the good shepherd, he leads his flock. And to show us how to follow him, he humbled himself and became like one of us. He became a lamb, a sacrificial lamb. Jesus is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And as the lamb, he suffered and offered himself in sacrifice. He died that we may live. Another beautiful paradox. And... <clears throat> He went to his death as a meek, a gentle lamb. In our epistle today, it's from the first epistle of St. Peter. In that epistle, we read that when Jesus suffered, he did not threaten. Instead, he handed himself over. He bore our sins in his own body on the cross, so that, free from sin, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, St. Peter tells us, we were healed, for we had all gone astray like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd. So Jesus' suffering as the sacrificial lamb reveals something wonderful about the purpose of, of suffering that can be applied to the whole human race. What is that purpose? Well, Jesus redeemed mankind by his suffering, and <clears throat> The lesson we learn from this is that suffering is redemptive. Suffering has redemptive value. 
not only the suffering of Jesus, but our own suffering as well. Especially if we unite our suffering to Christ as members of his body, the church. If we unite our sufferings to Christ and his suffering on the cross, which is made present at the Mass, the Holy Sacrifice, well, then we share in his redemptive work. We truly become co-redeemers with him. And we can live this out in a daily, on a daily basis. Um, you know, the crosses that we receive every day, Jesus says, take them up and, and bear them. One of the three general grants for a partial indulgence, partial remission of the punishment due to sin, which we can apply to ourselves or to the souls in purgatory, is to offer up one's trials in fulfillment of his or her responsibilities every day. Who doesn't run into obstacles and difficulties every day? We all do. And we can sanctify these moments, not waste them by losing patience, getting angry, whatever, but offer them up in sacrifice. Our little crosses were our bigger ones. Some have bigger crosses than others. And <clears throat> this is what St. Peter is speaking about in his epistle when he says, if you are patient when you suffer, doing what is good, that is. This is a grace before God, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. Jesus is our supreme model in the faith, in suffering and offering up suffering for a redemptive purpose. And by reason of our baptism, we are are members of Christ's mystical body, the church, and we are called to follow Christ, the head of the body, by baptism, we share the triple office of Christ, priest, prophet, and king. And in that common priesthood of all the baptized, of all the faithful, we are to offer up ourselves as living oblation sacrifices. Okay? Peter says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And what does a priest do? A priest offers sacrifice. The common priesthood of all the faithful calls us to offer ourselves, our lives, especially the difficult things that we encounter in life, sufferings, whether they be physical, emotional, whatever, to offer them up as sacrificial offerings. And <clears throat> When we offer our sufferings up to Jesus, our sufferings take on, take on redemptive value. They take on an infinite value because they're offered with Christ, whose sacrifice was infinite. We truly become co-redeemers with him. The world doesn't understand this. The world sees no real purpose in especially physical suffering. That's why in some states of this country, and especially overseas, like the Netherlands, they're practicing what we call euthanasia, a happy death. Well, it's not a happy death. We're putting people to death, and that's what they're doing. And <clears throat> we have to proclaim this truth of the purpose of suffering, its co-redemptive value to the world that knows not the cross of Jesus Christ. And all this happens, this, this 
communion with Christ in suffering through what we call the communion of the saints, that exchange of spiritual works that takes place within the mystical body of Christ the Church to build up his body. Those who suffer can offer their pain for us. We, in turn, can support them with our prayer, and they can do likewise for us. And this is done most especially, you would say, at the Mass, because the Mass is the representation of Christ's sacrifice on Calvary. And we can do it on a daily basis, too, that beautiful morning offering where we offer to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary all of our prayers, our works, our joys, and our sufferings. In union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass offered throughout the world, that's what the morning offering is. We don't have to be at Mass, it's better if we are, but even if we're not at Mass, we can still make that offering and still unite our prayers, our works, especially our sufferings, with Jesus Christ and through him to the Father and the Spirit. Suffering is a mystery. God doesn't necessarily send suffering, he permits it, but he never permits more than we can bear. Thy grace is sufficient for you, St. Paul tells us this. God wants us to bear our sufferings in patience, in meekness, like Jesus Christ, the gentle lamb. Let us try to be those faithful sheep under the Good Shepherd Christ and imitate him who is also the meek and gentle lamb who offered himself in sacrifice for our redemption. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.